Hello, it's coffee time. Welcome to This Is Life Brewing. It's us, your hosts, Stacy, that's me, and Maggie. The other person. <laughs> In this podcast, we will be documenting some of the most important milestones of young adult life as we experience them, starting from transitioning to university. We hope for this to be a record of those experiences that we can look back upon in future years and a way to connect to those that may be in similar situations to us. We noticed that a lot of these chit-chat and lifestyle podcasts are often about those who graduated from post-secondary and are going into the workforce, but we feel like this transition from high school into college is also important to discuss. Hopefully, our experiences and thoughts throughout these upcoming years will help provide some guidance for our audience who may be in similar situations as us. So this podcast will run bi-weekly, and each episode will be centered around whatever you feel like talking about that week. So for this next segment of the podcast, we're going to talk about our individual visions for what this podcast will be about. I guess I'll start. For me, I would like this to be a record of our crackhead conversations that we have at like, you know, our 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. calls. I mean, it's just about anything that we really want to talk about and just something that, you know, people can perhaps enjoy, but on the background have a somewhat good laugh of it and, you know, connect with the struggles and um, (laughs) some of the changes that we're experiencing during this stage in our life. And I was really hoping for this way to um, be a method for us to update each other on our lives. Since this is going to be like the first time since we've been friends that we're going to be away from each other for so long. Um, and yeah, you're going to be in, all the way in the U.S. and I'm in Canada. And there'll be a good way to, you know, catch each other up on what's going on. I personally, I was going to be like, I want to force Maggie to actually talk to me regularly because like you said, we're going to be apart and you're not yeah. someone who responds. Like, <laughs> you're not active that much on, like, social media. <laughs> so, especially during the school year, you know, I still want us to be able to regularly catch up. And I guess for the podcast, I was hoping it would sort of be like a digital diary. Um, like Maggie said, to, like, you know, document what we're up to and the changes we're going through. And I hope that this is, you know, something for a large audience can relate to. And, you know, not only are uh, people our age, but just a large group of people in general. And yeah, you're like the person I talk to the most <laughs> online. <laughs> and that's a lie. You know? I go out of my way to not talk to people. But yeah. Wow. I feel I feel so honored. <laughs> yes, I write, I text you basically every day. And <laughs> that's not a common <laughs> And I guess we can like, you know, go for an introduction of ourselves. Um, do you want yeah. to go for Okay. Wait, me first? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, hi again. My name is Stacy. I'm 17 years old, and Maggie and I are both from Toronto in Canada. I'm going to be going to the University of Washington in Seattle in this fall, and I'm going to be majoring in business. I'm hoping to um, concentrate in finance and marketing because it's always been something I've had experience with uh, throughout high school. So it just seemed kind of right. And then for finance, um, I want to eventually go into law. I want to do big law. So there's just so many aspects of that that um, would tie into finance. And I'm also hoping to get a minor in informatics because my parents want me to do something that's like somewhat STEM related. So that's that. <laughs> so in terms of my hobbies, I mean, I, I like to say that I like to play the piano. And honestly, like during the summer, it's been more fun because I don't have as much to do and doesn't feel like as much as like an obligation as it used to. And honestly, I'm just really into anything that's like a creative outlet just because like I could really use the you know, the break from all the academic stuff uh, we're used to doing in school. So I'm really into like makeup, digital art and fashion. And I also really like cooking and baking and making coffee drinks and like just like putting together random stuff with stuff I have like in the fridge and just being an innovator. (laughs) So I'm going to let Maggie talk now. Thank you for that amazing introduction. (laughs) you (laughs) okay and I guess I'll begin with my introduction 
Um, my name is Maggie. Um, I'm going to the University of Waterloo for software engineering. So I'm on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> majors, yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess like that really explains, like, not really explains, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad at talking with people. I don't, <laughs> I don't like, you know, um, texting. I really don't like texting. Um, calls are okay, but texting is a big no-no for me. But, um, <laughs> but that has no relation to why I am a software engineering major. <laughs> that explains a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I guess some hobbies that I, I also like enjoy. Um, I got into coding um, in grade 10 through one of the best computer science teachers that I've ever had. And that set me on this path. So yeah, I didn't come out of the womb coding, but I got into it and I'm going at it during the summer. Um, I'm also pretty into reading. I'm actually really into anything that's like a creative, okay, it's like the opposite of a creative outlet. I need other people's creativity <laughs> to <laughs> feed my escapism. I needed to come in um, and let me also, you know, live vicariously through those characters and all that. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big reader. Um, I also, you know, love watching anime. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also getting really into creative writing because, you know, the, a lot of the stuff I read really inspires me and I want to create something similar to that. Aw, that's nice. Imagine <laughs> <Yeah>. reading. <laughs> I am, like, fulfilling my, my actual career dream of becoming an author through my hobbies. Aww. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy coding. So software engineering is a really exciting program that I'm, I'm super, super stoked to you know, get into. Yeah. I mean, once you're rich, you can spend all the time in the world writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's very really true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So in each episode, we're going to talk about some of the highlights of the week. So now you do want to go first. Okay. So this is the one that I told you before recording <laughs> that oh. I was going to tell you right now. <laughs> um, the highlight happened today. I got an email that's confirming my residence, right, for, for the Ooh. university. So I chose a random roommate for my residence. <gasps> yes, because Risky. I decided to live on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's mainly because, like, uh, I don't know, I feel weird reaching out to people and be like, hey, do you want to be a roommate? And I heard that rooming with friends is not a good idea because we'll end up hating each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your habits will just annoy each other. So I was like, you know what? I'll let fate decide and, <laughs> and see <laughs> who I end up with. So, yeah, I got the name of the person. I didn't get any other information about them. So, of course, I'm going to try to find them on Instagram and chat with them to see, you know, what's up and I'm your roommate and all that. Ooh, fun. But the weird thing is, I searched them up online. They're all the platforms I can think of. I couldn't find any name that's close to theirs. <laughs> that says a lot about <laughs> Waterloo. <laughs> there's just no information, zero. Like, I couldn't even find a name to match their name. And I was like, "What? who am I ruined with? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, what if it like this person just doesn't exist and you get like a single room for yourself? <laughs> okay, I, I just take the whole room. <laughs> a good thing is because like the building I chose had like a basement. It's like moist and it's like no sunlight. Um, and yes, yeah, thankfully I didn't get placed in the basement floor. <laughs> oh wait, people live in the basement. <laughs> it's not really the basement. It's like half basement. It's like. Because it's built in a very hilly area, the bottom floor is kind of embedded into the ground. Oh, um, I see. So yeah, I'm, I'm not in the basement floor, so thank God. That's great. <laughs> yeah, how about you? Well, this week, I got back from a road trip down the east coast of the U.S. We visited, like, Boston and just a bunch of, like, small towns along the eastern states. And that was really fun, even though the, the traffic was really bad at times and, like, it, it was a very long drive, like 12 hours, but it's okay. We got through it. And some, not really highlights, but just in general, I've been able to like chill. I mean, I've been trying to make myself have like relaxing days where I'm not like thinking about being productive or like being productive at all, even though it's been stressing me out, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of the opposite of what I was trying to do, but 
I've been able to sort out some uni plans, like Maggie, actually. Uh, I've been able to get my dorm room. I mean, like, originally, like, I told you this, I was trying to, like, get, like, a single-bedroom apartment with three other people. But I was not able to get that because the older grades have, like, priority. And all of the apartments are taken up. So... I got a dorm with another roommate. Um, it's like really small, actually. I believe from the floor plan, it was like 265 square feet. It's exciting to know like where I'm going to be specifically and all that. I was also able to sort out some of my classes and it's going to be a very busy semester or quarter. I have to get used to saying that. <laughs> but overall exciting and we're actually going out in a couple days, Maggie and I, with a few friends. So that's also exciting. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> you also have to mention you visited like Harvard as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I On my trip, I visited Harvard and I actually applied to Harvard and I took a picture in front of the gate with my rejection letter. <laughs> I thought that was quite comedic. So... <laughs> So Maggie and I were talking about how we met and our first impressions of each other because we've been friends throughout high school all three years. Surprisingly, we haven't had like any fallouts. Would you like to go first? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I mean, so let's talk about our backstory. (laughs) The whole backstory to this friendship. We met through uh, a specialized arts program. And it's basically like this program for students who are very interested in an intensive like arts curriculum. Um, and we're both in the piano part of that program. And we met through, I think the first time I met you was on our first piano performance class. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. We were, like, sat next to each other in a row. Everyone's facing the whiteboard. And, like, I remember, like, everyone was so uncomfortable. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the teacher was so nice to us and all that. Like, she was encouraging us to, like, you know, talk to each other. But no one, no one wants to talk. Like, it makes sense. We're all pianists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, my first impression, like, you, I think you were sitting right next to me. Really? Um, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> like, you were sitting somewhere near my vicinity. And I was like, oh, my God, this person seems, like, cool and nice. You know, I'll say hi. And I'll make the initiative to, like, make some friends. And you responded. And then, like, my first impression was like, wow, yeah, this person is, like, quiet, nice. <laughs> like, quiet being the main point. <laughs> no, not, not the main point, but, like, you know. I was like, oh, quiet, nice. And maybe even a bit shy. And I was like, okay. I, I might have to, like, carry conversations if we're going to be classmates throughout. Wow, but that is a responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, at the time, I was like, you know what? I'm, like, trying this whole taking initiative thing. Yeah. You know, you're clearly not what you know like what first impressions gave me <laughs> you're not be like to be one of the funnest like people I've ever met <laughs> and the craziest Aww. funnest people I've ever met thank you <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the same because you're you were very quiet and uh, like you're still very quiet like well not with our conversations you know you're really easygoing after someone gets to know you but in terms of first impressions, um, honestly, I I don't particularly remember us sitting in the row. I do remember like our grade, like sitting in a circle. Like it was so awkward. Like nobody was saying anything. Honestly, you you look like you were kind of sad. <laughs> like I, I remember you were like mainly like looking at the floor at your feet. And then, <laughs> Yeah, it was very awkward. But after that class, I remember your friend. (laughs) Like, I knew her from, like, our orientation, which was, like, months before the school year started. And, like, we met there. And I didn't know anybody at the school because I came from, like, a separate, like, area of the city. So I sat with your friend and... Like, you were also there, right? And I don't know. You were very quiet. So, like, I thought, you like, you were annoyed with me for sitting with your friend at lunch. But then, like, I guess, like, after, you know, a few classes, we had math together that first semester. Right. And you seemed like you were a nerd, and I was not wrong. <laughs> but, you know, you, you were very cool. You're still very cool. And, yeah, 
just to add on because I, I remember like I made like a little introduction to you like apart from that yeah like I saw you around like hang, hanging around with my friend from elementary school and then like like because I think that friend was a bit more outgoing than the both of us yeah uh, at least at that time so I, I thought you were really quiet too I think maybe at one point I was like oh no like if we're both really quiet it might be awkward so like you know cut off my uh-huh. initiative to make friends <laughs> But yeah, so a lot of first impressions, especially like mine of yours, they're they're like the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're just the like the amicable like friend, you know, like uh, you're the friend that everyone needs <laughs> or should have one of. <laughs> and you're you're real, you were like that, you know, quiet, nice kid, you know, who's good at the piano and. Oh, I'm not good at this. <laughs> you are shut no. <laughs> But yeah, that quite a nice kid that like, you know, people will easily make friends with. So. Aw, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, <laughs> we're going to talk about some of our favorites just so that the audience can get to know us. Would you like to go first, Maggie? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Oh, let's begin with, like, topic of food. So, like, my favorite food is Wuhan dry noodles. Oh. <laughs> you, you know, like, that shop in beside our school that sells that kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, it's stuff similar to that. It's the best thing you'll ever have. You can have it for any meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It'll have the same effect. <laughs> Um, it'll fulfill the same role that each meal requires. It's just, you know, a perfect thing that you can eat anytime. How about you? I honestly, I enjoy a lot of food, so I didn't really go into the particulars. Like, I just really enjoy East Asian food and dessert, like, in general. And I love pasta. Like, I love all kinds of pasta. Like, fettuccine is my favorite pasta. And I just like the creamy sauce that sounds wrong but (laughs) honestly I should probably find out what they're called but (laughs) yeah I know what you're talking about those are good so I guess we'll move on to like shows and movies so I'm not a huge movie watcher but I've got a lot of shows so like I recently finished Atypical I binge watched all like four seasons in the last couple of days and you've always been like um, a very big show person I remember like yeah. you're always on some Netflix show and been through it <laughs> yeah and uh, recently the new seasons of Stranger Things and the Umbrella Academy came out and I finished those two just within this week wow. um and I mean like some of the shows in the past I've really enjoyed are Bojack Horseman of course mm-hmm. and I've also recently finished Gilmore Girls. It took me so long, but I got through it. How many and, seasons was that? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Let me search that up right now. Seven seasons. Oh my goodness. I need to get <laughs> off my laptop. <laughs> I also enjoy the society. And I also like watching K-dramas. I recently finished a show that's literally called Dodo Sosola. So, and it's about this pianist like goes through basically like a quarter life crisis and it was very enjoyable since you know I was a musician and honestly that might be me in the future yeah I was gonna say that's that's gonna be us like five years in the future (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I guess to end off another favorite K-drama of mine is Reply 1988. I literally like finished the show and for a whole weekend I just bawled my eyes out because like I felt like the show broke up with me. It's really good and it's just really nostalgic. Like I'll also introduce some of my favorite stuff, media. Um, I mean like a movie. I'm like decently into movies just because they're like you can watch them in one go you don't have to commit (laughs) (laughs) so I guess like a movie that it's always been my favorite The Dark Knight like I've been telling you to like go watch it Um, (laughs) it's it's so good like The Dark Knight um it's always gonna be at the top of my list and like I guess shows that I've been kind of also enjoying I'm not a big show person but one show I really loved was Chernobyl. It's like a, like a retelling 
of like the historical events that happened in Chernobyl. And it's very, very well done. And another show that you actually got me into, like Bojack Horseman, although I'm not finished with it yet, I'm really, really enjoying it. And I'm, you know, working my way through it. So <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's like the show that you know, it can make you laugh, but it can also make you cry and just question your whole life. So yeah, and also like like even no spoilers, but like with the main character, like you're always in a love-hate relationship with him. Yeah. And you don't get that often. Yeah. Like you, you hate him most of the time, but they're like there's like one or two moments you're like, he's not a bad person, right? And I guess like this is the prompt that, <laughs> that I put. Um, oh, <laughs> I read favorite books that we read. <laughs> Feel free to go first. <laughs> I, I guess mainly I put in this here because I wanted to kind of mention one of the books I read recently, The Three Body Problem. I think it's by Liu Cixin, and it's like a sci-fi novel about like alien invasions and all that. And it's Ooh. so good. It's so amazing. It's not the book for everyone because it's very um, technical, but. Like, I personally really enjoyed it. I've, I couldn't stop reading it, and it's been a while since I had a book. And I guess another book I do want to mention that I, I always say to people um, that that's an amazing read is Life of Pi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Life of Pi is just, I don't know, like, a lot of people say it's kind of boring, but, uh, like, just the the way the author talks about a lot of topics, like, I really appreciated how, how he did that. So, so yeah. <laughs> I mean I've watched Life of Pi I've never read it but the other book you mentioned also sounds very interesting but mm-hmm. I don't read because school is enough <laughs> like like some of the classes I took last semester they were very reading heavy I, I don't want to do that again <laughs> yeah it's like it's hard to retain information just through textbooks mm-hmm. so I just kind of like started disliking books (laughs) you know I've been trying to get into this collection of Fitzgerald books that my mom bought me actually like she went to chapters to pick up the handmaid's tale for Maggie's birthday and then I was like oh can you get this for me and she did but I'm not even like halfway through the first book so (laughs) obviously by this point you can probably tell we're both musicians so we're gonna talk about some of our favorite genres and artists (laughs) okay you're a very big music person you're like on spotify Um, oh yeah 24 7 (laughs) i'm a little bit bit less of a music person so i'm like sticking with like you know classical music because i've been playing piano for 80 percent of my life so i've been getting into a lot of indie artists and music like through your recommendations actually wow (laughs) yeah it's a really great experience like your playlists are amazing like it introduced me to so many good artists Thank you. Some of the particular artists I really enjoy. Hippocampus, you know, the <laughs> band that both of us are pretty decently into. They're they're a good like indie music band. And I've been getting into a bit of Harry Styles music lately. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like I'm finally joining the culture. Like after like listening to As It Was, the newest one. Oh yeah. Laughs. Like I knew I need more of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> We should listen to the whole album. It's very vibey. Like similar vibes to that song? Yeah. Okay, I- I'm gonna like put that all on my playlist. I'm also decently into K-pop, but I'm only... Oh, mainly- decently. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the thing is, I'm mainly into BTS, so I'm not a true K-pop mm. <laughs> <laughs> But like, you know, BTS, especially the pre-American era. But anyways, I mean, they've disbanded as we are recording right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not really this band. It took a hiatus. Anyways, yeah, BTS is always going to be on the top of my most listened to. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, okay. So for me, like Maggie, recently I've been listening to a lot of classical music. And a lot of the recommendations have come from Maggie. (laughs) Or not recommendations. I just take what you play and then I put in my playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's been nice. It's like my study music, just like white noise, honestly. (laughs) And I'm also really into indie music. But aside from that, I'm like super into pop, just like chill music. My top listen to artists are like Conan Gray. 
went to his concert this past March and it was amazing. I'm also in love with Taylor Swift. I also listen to a lot of Lana Del Rey and cigarettes after sex. Oh it's my god. Like- yeah like cigarettes I listen to them kind of sort of like classical music because it's just like a chill vibe that doesn't really change or deviate and like I know that like at first I kind of thought their music was too like similar too constant but it's been actually really nice to listen to them like as I fall asleep sometimes I wake up and I'm like what what's that sound and I'm like oh my god it's it's the beauty of this beautiful band And music from the 80s, in particular, like K and C ballads that like my parents would listen to when they were in high school. Oh, so good. As a kid, I hated it because it was the only thing they would play. But now it's just very nostalgic. You know that Chinese pop or ballad playlist you made? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like It's so good. Like the songs in there, they're so nostalgic. Like you've heard them somewhere before. And for me, it's like a lot of them, it's like a new listen. It's very enjoyable. We do have like a more about us section. So we'll talk about something we've been interested in lately. Um, yeah, I started watching Heartstoppers. Finally, mm-hmm. I'm keeping up. <laughs> Heartstoppers, my friend forced me to watch it with her. We binge watched four episodes on Sunday. And I know like binge watch in my definition is very different. <laughs> the definitions are out there. But Yeah, like I'm halfway through. I'm like committed to the show. It's a very good show. I feel like it's a the most realistic portrayal of like high school I've seen. Although like a lot of elements is more idealistic in it. The way how they portray teenagers and how they're awkward, but still willing to communicate with each other properly. Oh yeah, that's a big part. <laughs> that's a big part that a lot of writers seems to forget. I really appreciate that. Even though like a lot of it is very ideal, it's also realistic and just a very wholesome show to watch. Exactly. It's, it's a comfort show, show that you can yeah. turn back on. Yeah, exactly. I just finished watching Atypical and it's like a show about this boy with autism. He recently actually graduates high school and then he moves on to college and he has like a fascination with Antarctica, penguins and all sorts of topics like surrounding that. And I don't want to spoil anything, but he tries to find out, you know, what his dreams are. Just like navigating through life like an abled person would, even though he struggles with certain things that other people could never imagine to even like notice. He still like perseveres, just like talks about like these little challenges that he faces. And I finished it and it was so good. And it really like brought a bigger perspective on what life is like for people with disabilities. Honestly, I'm like really happy that I was able to watch it because it also talks about the different lives of the people who live around him lives. All the side characters, they also have their own separate storylines, their backgrounds. And I feel like it's just like a show a lot of people would go to relate to. So, yeah. That sounds like a really interesting show. I might want to check that out. <laughs> I feel like you would like it because he's very technical. The main character, he talks a lot about like Antarctica and like penguins and like explorers and like stuff like that. That's it cute. makes you want to go to Antarctica. So, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm definitely checking that out. It's on my summer watch list now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, another thing we do want to put in our first episode, I think everyone has taken the 16 personality test before. <laughs> the Myers-Briggs, I don't know the rest of the acronym, but like the MBTI test. <laughs> I mean, are you a big believer in that? If it works, if it's accurate? I've actually never really thought about it. I think to some extent, it says something about the person. (laughs) And like over the years, throughout like the past five years, I would say I retook the test three times. And each time, you know, I come back and I'm like, I'm a different person now. But I always end up with the same personality type in some degree. I think it's not the most specific to like where you are like at life or like how your personality has maybe shifted a little bit. But I do feel like it says something about you as a person in general, maybe even like at a deeper level, because even though we change and evolve over the years, at some level, we're always going to be that certain person. I get what you're talking about. And that's so crazy. It's like the same question set, right? Yeah, you think you're going to answer differently, but like you just don't, I guess. Or maybe you did, but like the way how you chose the answer just arrived at the same, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I think it's a good tool to help you understand people. 
of course, people can't be neatly categorized. And that, that's just impossible. Yeah. It's a good way to, like, I guess, understand how, how they're thinking and maybe even, you know, understand some of the decisions that they made. You know, on that topic, do you want to share the result that you've gotten for the past three times you took it? <laughs> yeah. The first two times I've gotten INFJT, but most recently I've been assigned INFJA. So the T stands for like turbulence and A is more assertive. So I've, I was always more like an emotional person and I would react more, maybe some, I didn't even say like irrationally, but over the years, I feel like I've really developed ways to just be more, I guess, rational. (laughs) And I do feel like this change was a representative of how I was and how I am now. So INFJ stands for introverted, (laughs) intuitive, feeling, and judging. They're typically called advocates. And according to Google, they're the most rare type of personalities. But I have met so many INFJs. Literally, like a few weeks ago at graduation, I was starting conversation with like the people around me. And the two people were standing behind me, like we were just chatting about it. And we were all INFJs. Like, I don't see how (laughs) how rare this is. I feel like they're literally everywhere, but they're also like nowhere. I guess I'll read a little bit from the website. So the first one is like, with their rich inner lives and their deep abiding desire to find their life purpose, they don't always fit in with those around them. I've felt this uh, just like over the uh, past couple of months when uh, we were deciding on like where we're going next year, what career paths we want to take. And honestly, like, even though I know I want to do business and want to go into law eventually, I do feel like it's not like my ultimate purpose in life. I do, like the website says, I want to make the world a better place Mm -hmm. and I want to use, you know, my strengths to like also uplift others. So I'm not really sure how business or law does that. (laughs) So I feel like I might have a midlife crisis where I'm like, I feel I'm doing work, but I just feel like it's not going to fulfill like another aspect of actually fulfilling my purpose as a person, if that's even a thing. (laughs) Like, my goal right now is just to be financially stable and, like, support my family. And then I feel like it's time for me to, like, actually do work that's, like, fulfilling and actually aligns with my values. I feel like at different points of life, you're going to have different goals. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Moving on from all that career talk. (laughs) (laughs) The website says advocates may also focus intently on their ideals that they don't take adequate care of themselves a pattern that can lead to stress and burnout. And I've been feeling that a lot lately. I feel like I'm always like workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. Like even though I procrastinate and even though I spent hours just like trying to get out of bed, I do like set really high expectations for myself. And throughout the end of high school, I'm like, oh, I need to like take it easy. And I did take it easy, but I still felt like I was just very stressed all the time because thinking about like college coming up, I do want to do really well. And our school grades on a really hard curve. So moving on, (laughs) the website says that advocates may be introverted, but they value deep, authentic relationships with others. INFJs get a lot of joy from knowing another person and being known in return. They enjoy meaningful conversations more than small talk, (laughs) and they communicate in a way that's warm and sensitive. And this emotional honesty and insight can make a powerful impression on the people around them. So I feel like that's true as well, especially like lately. I guess like in the past, I wasn't like really the best at communicating, but I guess like now I definitely see this part. I really value, you know, relationships with others, like Maggie mentioned earlier. And yeah, like meaningful conversations, like the one we're having is really important to me. And I do feel like I've been communicating more honestly lately and just really getting what I have to say out there, but also just in a way that's considerate of the other person. I was just thinking in the four plus years I've known you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've changed a lot, definitely. And like, I think, yeah, you've changed a lot throughout the years, but like, you know, the three points you just mentioned, valuing relationships, working like insanely hard, finding a purpose. And like, I feel like those three aspects of you have never changed. 
despite how much like other parts of you change, like those three fundamental aspects of you never change. I just remember that you were always, you know, striving to work for like a higher purpose. I think just a few months ago, you were having a whole existential crisis about <laughs> like, what are we doing in this capitalist society, right? Just working for the money. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember you were also having these conversations like, uh, way back in the grade nine. I remember. Really? Wow. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, I just remember like these three aspects, they just never changed about you. I guess that does says something about the test. <laughs> <laughs> I am INTP, so introverted, intuitive, thinking, and perceiving. I think it's always been T at the end, so turbulent. And I guess turbulent is just like not the most assertive in your decisions and all that. I, I think that INTP is the one that's kind of known for being the, the nerd. <laughs> if you go to personality database and you like search up that personality it's like always like nerd characters and all that so this is called the logician personality a good summary would be logicians pride themselves in their unique aspects perspectives and vigorous intellect they can't help but puzzle over the mis- mysteries of the universe which may explain why some of the most influential philosophers and scientists have all been logicians wow <laughs> Sounds like someone I know. (laughs) (laughs) And this personality type is fairly rare, but with their creativity and inventiveness, logicians aren't afraid to stand out from the crowd. Logicians often lose themselves in thought, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. People with this personality type hardly ever stop thinking. From the moment they wake up, their mind buzzes with ideas and insight. At times, they may even find themselves conducting full-fledged debates in their own heads. So... (laughs) I would say that's pretty accurate. Like I'm always more of a inside my head person rather than, you know, out with people person. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say before it didn't fit me as well. I think I was like in between INFP and INTP. So INFP is more of the wish-washy writer, you know, wannabe author, that kind of type. But I think as I've progressed through high school, especially, I've definitely become more analytical and apathetic (laughs) (laughs) rather than emotional. So I would say it fit me pretty well now. I noticed the the part where you mentioned about like just really thinking about everything in your head. I mean, like when we were applying to universities this past like season, the stuff you wrote, like, oh my goodness. Those are like the things I would never even consider about thinking about just because of you're just like such a detail-oriented person and like and yeah like throughout the four years uh, you've always been sort of that way now that I make think about it in terms of like you know studying and <laughs> yeah like I feel like you were never really like a people person like obviously you have friends <laughs> but yeah. debatable no I'm just kidding oh. <laughs> I'm kidding yeah. yeah you're always like thinking about something I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm like, I just prefer staying in my own head a lot, talking with other people and, you know, trying to make a good impression with other people. It's just always been exhausting. Anyways, and like, you know, to like the application essays, like don't describe yourself. Like you wrote some amazing stuff as well. Oh, no. Like, (laughs) I don't want to go into too much of it because we're saving this for the next episode. But like some of the (laughs) stuff I wrote in the beginning was like, yikes. But like, I think um, your common app essay, that was a really good essay. I think the way how you express yourself and express the bigger meaning to find behind things is very different and very unique. Thank you. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think you'll find another essay about Minecraft. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, guys. I wrote an essay about Minecraft the day applications were due and I got waitlisted and it was a very selective and high ranking school. <laughs> so I bet the Minecraft essay. <laughs> big flex. Honestly, like at that point, I was just writing about whatever I could think about. Even like if they were on topics that were not what you would see on usual applications, right? The takes on them were very interesting. The way how you write about them. I've just never read it before online, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and they're of course they're very interesting and very well expressed. They were good at it. <laughs> 
Yeah, like what you mentioned about deeper meanings. Oftentimes, I don't even like particularly like script it. I just write what I'm thinking. And then like near the end, I'm like, wait, this connects to this like on a deeper level. And it just happens to me like these like golden moments remind me of that because the, my personality type was sort of like that. <laughs> the whole deeper meaning thing. So that was interesting. <laughs> Very good at expressing like how you're thinking of these deeper meaning things. Like the way how you articulate things. They're, it's incredible. Thank you. I wouldn't be here without you because you literally saved my life in grade nine English and beyond. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you were saving my life like in the common app essays. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> But, we can move on to the next section. We have this like list, this like article from Teen Vogue, and it's like a list of questions we can ask friends and just to end things off. Oh, do you want to go first? Oh, okay. If you had to live in another time period, what would you choose? Or when would you choose? <laughs> oh, another time period. That's a really interesting one. I feel like just being born like 10 years earlier. Yeah. Like being a 90s kid or even like a late 80s kid that'd be really cool there's just something about the culture that generation has <laughs> that feels I don't know very I mean it's retro to us I guess and I feel like there's a lot of things that went down when we were like really young um yeah I think we mainly grew up with the internet being oh fours you know uh-huh. um like internet was becoming more widespread, I, w- I would say in the 2010s. And we basically grew up with them. We did have like a period where we didn't have them, but you know, it'd be nicer to like, you know, have that period be longer. And then because of the technology happened, but like, you know. <laughs> oh, exactly. I feel the same living in like the set, like when our parents were like born and like going through all the stuff we're going through right now. It's like a time where it's just like, there's just no problems, you know? Like, obviously there are ones at large, like sociopolitically speaking. Maybe we don't have like the correct vision of it, but it just seems like a time period that's very carefree and people are just really focused on living their life in the present. Right. And I feel like right now it's just like with the internet, with all the hustle culture, I, I feel like we're always like inclined to be doing something that's like productive and like good for society. Right. Whereas, like back then, without the internet, it, it was just like live your life, you know. And there was like no really bigger meaning behind that. And I know that contradicts like the whole thing we talked about with <laughs> finding a deeper meaning and like what we're doing. And I think it would just be nice to have that time like a little bit longer in terms of like where we were born. Yeah, because like we can't really, you know, have that time now. It's kind of impossible, you know, be a member of society and also, you know, not be connected to the internet. Back then, there was like different problems. Like there were like definitely problems with like sanitation, with even food even. Again, it's like more in the present. Yeah. Um, Like now, once we have that solved, we're left with a lot of other problems that are not that pleasant to deal with. Okay, do you have any regrets? If so, what are they? Ooh. since like we're going into school soon again since like I'm moving so far away like I was gonna say oh not working harder in school but that's like stupid because everyone can say that <laughs> first of all you worked like insanely hard for school so I don't think you have any regrets <laughs> but honestly now that I think about it it's just like not having a better relationship with my family we're all like kind of closed off we're all sort of just doing our own thing all the time obviously like, we function well around each other but I just feel like, I don't know, childhood sort of passed by so fast. And I should have really enjoyed some of the time I've spent with my family. Now that I'm moving out, like on my phone, I have this countdown of like how many days I have left until I move away. And it's just really bittersweet because for a while I've been like dreaming about this moment. But now I'm just like, damn, I'm going to be like away from my family and friends. Because like, I know that people move away all the time and they're like, oh, you know, I can visit anytime. And it's true. But I feel like when we're adults, there's just going to be so many things occupying our lives at all times. And like one day out of nowhere, like, like our parents are going to get old, our siblings are all grown up. And I don't know, I just feel like I should have spent more time with my family because I feel like this period of time that's just going to pass by so fast is coming up so fast. And all of a sudden, everything is going to be 
all over the place. Childhood is just such a carefree time and I should have taken more advantage of that because as much as I say like, oh, like my childhood was like low-key kind of traumatizing, <laughs> there were definitely great aspects of it that I didn't really cherish and I, that I should have. So yeah. And like even just, you know, moving out, you're never going to have this experience of permanently living at home with your parents again, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like breathing and living on the same house 24-7 it's what we've known all our lives, but we're never going to have that again in the future. Exactly. Yeah. For me, like the regrets that I have, it's just like I started a lot of my extracurriculars and yeah, activities and passions that I pursue in grade 11 and 12, inspired by you. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I, I, I do regret that I didn't start them a bit earlier because I was always worried. Oh, am I wasting too much time on this? I'm not the most motivated person because I'm always just so caught up in what I could have spent time doing or if it's worth it to do something like this. I often, you know, miss opportunities. So yeah, it's like a lot less, you know, emotion than yours, but yeah, my regret. <laughs> I didn't treat high school the way that I wanted to until I was in grade 11 and I wish I had started earlier. Yeah, me too. Like I started a lot of my extracurriculars for school, but I found myself like continuing some of them. I do feel like I should have started a little earlier just because I've really enjoyed what I've been able to do, even though it's quite time consuming and a little stressful. But I feel like if I just started a little earlier and I feel like in our school, it was just really competitive. So for things like, I don't know, like DECA, something like that, it was just a little bit intimidating for me to go into. I definitely feel like if I just adjusted a little bit better to the environment, I, I would have thrived a lot more extracurricular wise. Yeah, and it's just especially like how much I enjoyed doing some of the extracurriculars, right? Like, oh, it's like I, there, there could have been two years where I was like doing something similar, right? But I didn't, didn't do it. Yeah, literally like just yesterday, I saw this post on my school or like the school I'm going to. It's like it was about like figure skating and I actually like quit figure skating grade 10 but it's something I enjoy, right? But then like I was like, oh wait, this was like kind of competitive, even though they said like all levels are like welcome. I don't know. I just sort of chickened out of that one. But I definitely want to like take advantage of more opportunities in college. And I feel like in high school, I kind of just didn't really know that this was like the perfect time to experiment with things. And there's going to be no consequences if you like quit. The years that we're in school, they're the only times of our lives where we can experiment things without too much consequence. And once we're in the workforce, every decision we make are, is going to be a financial burden. <laughs> and yeah. This is an interesting one. What's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to you? <laughs> oh, okay. The luckiest thing that has ever happened to me. Let me think about it for one second. While I think about it, I'm going to share mine. Just like being in the program we were in. I know that like statistically speaking, we were lucky, but I feel like just like the experience we had in general through our high school, it's just like you won't get it anywhere else because like we went to like Germany for our trip in grade nine. Just having that community where like we all loved the music. We all had something in common. We were just like surrounded by so many people who were just like so passionate about music. And right. Obviously, like meeting the people who we know now, it just got me, I feel like, to where I am today on an academic and career level, but also just on a personal level. And I would say that's the most lucky thing that's happened to me. <laughs> but yeah, like you never really get high school experience, like the one that we had. Right. Where we were like performing music every month, basically. And we were just interacting with instruments, with people who love music every single day of our lives. It's just such an experience that you can't find that any other high school. Yeah. And like, that's not to say that we didn't have like bad moments either. I feel like it was because of the bad moments that we were able to persevere and like learn so much more about how to navigate through like tough situations, but also just more about us as people. <laughs> right. I agree. Because like workload was a lot more than, well, not to say all like other high school students, but like it was more, more work than the curriculum demanded. Right. right. Yes. Then the average Ontario curriculum demand. It was definitely a test to balance, you know, your schedule manage your time and keep up with everything while also keeping up with the passion and forcing you to keep up with the passion that you've developed for a lot of years. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs>
okay, the luckiest thing that I've ever happened to me. My dad said this to me. He dictated that this is the luckiest thing. And I agree. It's meeting you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's so sweet. What the heck? <laughs> I think I told you this before too. It's because we're very different people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a lot more motivated than I am. Um, really? Yeah, you're, you're a lot less conservative. And you're the person, you're the type of person who, like, if you want to do something, you will go do it. And that's how this podcast happened. So, (laughs) (laughs) of course, there's always like preparation, right? But there's a lot less thinking about, oh, what might go wrong, right? Um, And worrying about this and that. Like, if you want to do something, you would just do it. And I'm not that type of person. I'm always like considering, oh my God, like, if I do this, I'm like risking this, risking that, right? And I feel like these parts of my personality just balance each other out so well. Yeah. Um, like you pushed me a lot to like do things that we're both passionate about and things that like I might want to do, but I'm a bit too scared to do. And, you know, sometimes I also give some advice to you as well to like, you know, consider things um, from a different perspective and all that. So I feel like we balance each other out so well. And personally for me, it led me to where I am today. Through meeting you, I've learned to be a lot more assertive and a lot braver in the things that I believe in and the things that I want to pursue. I think it changed so much of my life. Aww. And I feel like I've become more confident, like, you know, being friends with me because I'm, you know, inspired to like be more assertive about what I believe in to others. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I'm like, you can't <laughs> see me, but I'm like smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I was gonna say the same. Like, you've helped me, like, develop, like, emotionally so much. You're, like, the person I go to for, like, everything. It's really nice just having someone who's, like, always got your back, and you're that sort of person. You're, like, one of the reasons why I did a lot of the things I did throughout high school, because you're always, like, pushing me, or at least, like, inspiring me through the stuff that you do. For example, you want to apply to Americas, we need to do the SATs and we need to do like a bunch of extracurriculars. The moment that you like heard of then you do this, you started moving and you started, you know, doing extracurriculars and you started like preparing for the SAT. There's no hesitation. Once you want something, you'll go for it. And that just motivated me to do a lot of things <laughs> I needed to do for, for American applications as well. Oh, I didn't even like have this idea because like I heard it from you first. Like, at first, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this because it seems like a lot of extra work. I feel like at some level, like, motivated me to do that, too, because, like, I would have never thought about all that. Because, like, you're always really focused on, like, what's going on in, like, the future. Whereas I was someone who was just like, I want this now and I'm going to do it, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. You helped me, like, get a better understanding of where we're going in life. And, yeah, I wouldn't be here without you either. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the end of the discussions it's a little bit more philosophical than intended but i guess that's what this podcast is for so just us rambling about whatever we feel like yeah so if you enjoyed this episode feel free to follow us on our broadcasting platform so you can be notified when we upload a new episode and you can also find us on instagram at this is life Good.